and I am intentionally redundant because most of the times our minds have been fed so many negative things until we have to keep hammer, hammering away at the false concepts with the truth until our individual consciousness accepts the truth and we are set free. I say whatever good you want, get full of the feeling. If you want to be healthy, and you don't have to be sick to pray the prayer for health, if you want to be healthy, all of your days in this dimension, in your consciousness, in your own mind, entertain the thought, the belief, the feeling of health. Get full of the feeling of health, and that will keep you healthy. It will heal you if you're sick. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 28 of the Kinetic Fitness Show. My name is Ali West and I'm your host today and I welcome you to the show whether you are a brand new listener or a returning listener. Great to have you on board and I have another great episode lined up for you today. My guest on this episode is Adam Collins and Adam Collins is an actor and a stuntman. He is from Nottingham, boom, the same city as me. And we are going to talk in this episode about all sorts. We're going to talk about his acting career. He's featured in many films, many Hollywood films, which he will touch on. And Adam has also just released his own film called Outlawed. Well, released. He's premiered his film called Outlawed. Due for release, I believe, next year. But we will talk about that. And Adam has spent six years working on this film. He's going to give you loads of information about how he's acted in the film, he's written the film, he's co-directed it, produced it. He's put so much effort into this film and we're going to discuss that. But we're also going to dive into his training techniques, his nutrition, his mindset, all those elements that we like to focus on here on the Kinetic Fitness Show, everything that's going to help you guys listening in with your wellness and your well-being. We will touch on those topics and also go off on a few other angles as well. I know for sure you guys are going to enjoy this podcast episode because Adam does cool stuff. He shoots guns, he blows stuff up. It doesn't get any better than that. Anyway, let's move on and bring Adam in. Before we do that though, I need a little favour and I always ask this on the intro of the, the show. If you haven't already liked followed subscribe to this podcast to the kinetic fitness show please do that for me right now pause this episode click like follow or subscribe and then you will be updated with all of my latest episodes when they touch down on whatever platform you're listening to this on also if you're on itunes or any format where you can physically leave a review please leave me a review just tell me how you find in the podcast what you like most about it and just give me a quick review and that will help me massively and I will be forever grateful. That's it for that. Let's get stuck into episode 28 and let's bring in Adam and share his knowledge, wisdom with you guys today. Right guys, so I'm here at my gym in Nottingham with Adam Collins, actor, stuntman, extraordinaire. How are you today, Adam? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having us now. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I appreciate you taking your time out to speak to me today. Before we get cracking with some of the questions I want to ask, um, can you just tell me 
and the listeners a bit more information about you so a bit of a backstory about who you are and where you've come from yeah sure um i'm from nottingham born and raised here um yes and uh, yeah uh, i joined the royal marines in uh, 2006 uh, to 2012 um after that i started training as a, as a stunt performer um but in between that i was deploying out on commercial vessels protecting them from pirate hijackings off the coast of somalia uh, as a maritime security officer, so I did that for like three years whilst training as a stuntman. Um, I qualified on stunt register in uh, 2016 and uh, I've been doing stunts and acting ever since. Awesome. And you've worked on some pretty big films, haven't you? So. Yeah, I've been really lucky, really fortunate in my career so far. Um, since qualifying, uh, yeah, I've worked on like Mission Impossible and Transformers, The Kingsman, a few, a few you know, really, really cool studio productions, so I've been very lucky. Awesome. I heard there's a bit of a funny story about um, your time on Batman Begins as well. Can you tell us a little bit of, a yeah. bit about that? Yeah, a little birdie uh, told me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. This is kind of one of the things that was quite inspirational for me when I first started out. Um, before I joined the Marines, I actually started to train for the stunt register. I'd always been doing martial arts since I was really old enough to walk. Um, been doing uh, traditional karate and moved on to kickboxing and uh, mixed martial arts, and that's kind of how I got into the world of stunts. Um, Every Saturday afternoon, I used to watch my old man like uh, Hollywood's greatest stunts, and nice. uh, that's really all I'd ever wanted to do was either that or, or be in the Marines. Um, so yeah, I mean, my first job I got on Batman Begins as a as a special action extra. Um, basically, we had to do auditions and stuff, and it was all martial arts based, uh, and it was for the monastery scene in Batman Begins. So we're all dressed as ninjas and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, when you're when you're working on these studio productions, like you walk into a into a stage. Um, and it's basically like a big aircraft hangar and as you walk through a door, you know, um, there's just scaffolding everywhere, just like a building site. Um, and you walk through a, a small door somewhere and you're literally in another world. It's amazing, like you, you can't even describe it. Um, the, the detail that they go into is just incredible. So anyway, we were, we were on set and um, we were in between shots, we just waited outside and we are all kind of gathered around uh, drinking tea or whatever and all chatting and the two stunt doubles, the lead stunt doubles, Buster Reeves and uh, Mark Mottram who were um, uh, Christian Bale and Liam Neeson's uh, stunt doubles for the film. They were sat on a piece of scaffolding that must have been, I don't know, a good 12, 15 foot up uh, and looking down just talking to us like telling us stories and, and all that kind of thing and as they were talking I remember Buster just fell backwards and uh, everyone was like gasped but I thought oh my god he's going like, to land on his head. And uh, as he fell backwards, he did a back somersault, landed on his feet, and he was like, "Wee!" And <laughs> everyone was just yeah, like cheering. That's just, brilliant. It was just mental. When when I looked at, it, I was like, "That's cool. That's that's yeah. that's what that's." I'm in the right industry. That's Absolutely, what I yeah. <laughs> and that was that was kind of inspirational for me. You know, just a, a turning point where I thought, you know, this is really what I want to do. That's wicked. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about some of the demands then of of being a stuntman. What kind of demands? Not just stuntman, but actor, because we're we're going to talk a little bit about your film. That's just. Been uh, premiered here in Nottingham as well, but what talk to me about some of the demands of, in terms of health and fitness of of your kind of roles within films. Yeah, I mean it's uh, being a stunt performer is obviously very active, uh, and the types of acting roles that I get are usually uh, drawn towards like military personnel or police officers or that that sort of physical action role. Um, and it's, it's uh, really important, obviously, to maintain your fitness and uh, strength and agility and all that sort of stuff to be able to perform and uh, do what's required. 
And how many times a week do you do you train? Does it differ from when you're on set building up to a film as opposed to normal life, or do you, you train hardcore all the time? I mean, I try I try and maintain like six days a week if I can uh, in my own time. But if I'm gearing up for a for a specific role, uh, that's when I get really intense. Crank uh, it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I usually either train seven days a week, or it depends on how my my schedule is. Um, sometimes I'll have a, a rest day as well. But yeah, I usually just train train every day. Yeah. So you left. What year did you leave the Marines? Uh, 2012. 2012, and then you got qualified as a stuntman. 2016. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what was it like transitioning from that military life of armed forces to becoming a stuntman and going into these big film sets? Was it was it something that you found easy, or was it a challenge, or um, how did it, it how did it pan out? I think it's it's uh, it's really quite similar the type of of industry that I'm in to the military in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know the same kind of camaraderie between the the guys that you work with. Um, in a lot of instances, you know their lives or your life could be put in a in you know in harm's way, and you need to be able to trust that person with your life. You know, so in a lot of respects, it's quite similar because you have the, the same kind of fitness and and um, physical side of things that you need to maintain, um, as well as the working relationships with the people that you with. So, um, in a lot of ways, the transition wasn't as difficult as it was coming from the military to civilian civilian life as it was from becoming a civilian into a, a soldier yeah know, that was a lot uh, that was a lot more challenging I've got you sure. so that that period in between leaving and were between leaving and becoming a stuntman that was like four years right three, so, three, three years, years. Yeah, so yeah. what what did you do in that time what was what did you always know that you wanted to go into the stuntman yeah or the acting side of things or was it yeah. a transitional I mean, phase well one of, one of the reasons for me leaving was because I wanted to go into, into doing stunts so um, that was my mindset and, and where I'm, the direction that I wanted to go in um, but to sustain myself and to um, you know to be able to uh, do my training and stuff I was doing uh, anti-piracy so I was working out on uh, yeah. on the open water on commercial vessels protecting them from pirate hijackings and pirate uh, attack groups off the coast of Somalia so our area of operation was anywhere within the Indian Ocean so we'd deploy uh, you know say Dubai or uh, Sri Lanka or something like that and transit anywhere across uh, which goes past the Somali Basin, yeah. uh, which is where the, the, the main threat is, and just we're an armed presence basically to escort these ships. Do you get much action? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> got to ask the question. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the most boring jobs I've ever done. I've in my heard life. that before. Yeah, uh, you don't know Vinny, do you? No. Oh, there's a guy. So. There's a guy I know from Nottingham, Vinny. He right. he did exactly the same. He's yeah. an ex-marine as well, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he said a lot of the time he's just like reading a magazine or something or the yeah, newspaper it's, I mean it's, it's a lot of it is literally just staring out at open water for, for hours and hours and you're, when you're on watch you're, you know, you're, you're either with the, um, the officers of the ship uh, and the watchmen who are usually foreign nationals so you know, sometimes it can be a bit of a language barrier and that sort of stuff but your teammates you, you've gone rotation so you're only up by yourself each time yeah. uh, so other than when you're changing over you don't really even get to speak to people so it can be quite a solitary uh, environment um, and that's really where I came up with the idea for making the film and writing the film because I had a lot of time on my hands and able to kind of do a lot of thinking and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and planning for the future. Uh, so I used that time as, as best I could. Um, and that's really that, how that came about. That brings us on nice lens talking about the film a little bit then. Yeah. So you've got the film Outlawed, mm -hmm. premiered, what was it, three weeks ago now? Two yeah, weeks? 20th of September it premiered, yeah. Perfect. And is it having a, a bigger release or is 
Yeah, well, we're still working on the UK distribution at the minute. Um, yeah. Our distributors are based out in Hollywood, um, and they've worked on the worldwide release. Uh, it's already been released out in America, so we're just working on the deal at the moment for the UK distribution, uh, and then that the release should follow. Cool. And how long did it take you in total to make the film? Uh, from took... conception to yeah. it actually premiering, how long was it? Well, from that time on the ship, when I was I was laying on the bed with a loaded G36 assault <laughs> rifle pointing at the door, because uh, we're going through this dodgy area, and that's when I first started writing the script. From that moment uh, to completion was six years, so it was a long wow. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was very, very difficult, really, at times to um, maintain focus and motivation, because uh, you know when you're driving something forward for that amount of time you know the, your skills and um, your knowledge and experience develops uh, consistently so when you look back at the stuff that you did you know a couple of years ago three years ago whatever it can be a bit frustrating because you know you can do better now yeah but I think it's more about for us it was more of a journey um, and looking at uh, as, a, as a platform to what we can do next I mean we made the entire film with no budget we had no financial That's backing. Amazing. Um, so it was really a, you know a testament to what can be achieved with nothing if you have the right people involved and people are passionate about what they do yeah um, and it was real a real team effort you know everyone who came forward and, and helped us they're the only reason that we were able to, to complete it and you direct co-directed it as well. Co-directed, yeah. Uh, yeah. Produced it. Uh, I wrote the story, the original um, story, and then we developed the screenplay together with the co-director, Luke Radford. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about the different roles then. So we're going off tangent here a bit because I know this is a fitness podcast, <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested in yeah. in the different areas of this. So you wrote it, you acted in it, you directed it, produced it. Yeah. How do all of those things, are they very similar? Do they knit nicely together or did you find it one area more difficult than the other? How did it all kind of knit together? Well, I think, I mean, producing is the last thing that I wanted to do because yeah. it's basically uh, a lot of the hard work behind the scenes and pulling things together, uh, which it, it can be quite taxing and quite stressful to make all these things happen. But they all kind of sit hand in hand and I think... In order to get the film finished, I knew that I had to kind of. No, no one was going to be as passionate about making it, you know, you know to the end or to completing it as I was, yeah. um, because people weren't getting paid. So you know, it, when it's your vision and your dream, you know, you have to be able uh, or be willing to make those sacrifices to go above and beyond what everyone else would uh, to make things happen. You know, when we went and blew up the council building, yeah, it wasn't a case of us just going in and saying, "Hi, this is what we want to do." Like it took, uh, I think it took nine months of permission back and forth of them just frankly saying no as soon as we walked in they were like this is ridiculous of course you're not going to come in and blow it like we do inquests and weddings in here yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to do a massive like shootout and blow the building up um but my question to them was okay but why like you're saying you're saying that this shouldn't happen but i need to know why and then they would say something like i don't know a fire risk so now I said, well, I came back with them and countered it with, well, we use internal pyrotechnics with compressed air rather than explosives. So, you know, everything that they did, I tried to counter until it came to the point where I think they were just so annoyed with me pestering them. They just thought it's probably better for us just to let yeah, this guy yeah. in and do what he's going to do. And we had all the correct insurances in place and the risk assessments and method statements and, you know, all of the documentation that they required um, to kind of cover ourselves and to cover them. And it got to the point where I thought, okay, let's just see what this guy's going to do. And each time we came, we went in there to do something. Uh, I think we proved ourselves. You know, what we did a, a scene in there where I was set on fire, um, and it was a full fire burn in their kitchen in there. Um, and they were obviously very um, worried and concerned about us doing something like that because of 
you know, obviously all the fire risks and that kind of yeah. thing. But I think once they saw how professionally we worked and operated, and we left that building spotless, you know, we left it cleaner than when we came in, you know, and, and I think that surprised them that we were, you know, we really did go to every effort to make things um, as smoothly as we could for them. Uh, and to make sure that there wasn't any disruption as, as, as much as we could make that happen anyway. Nice. We won't give away too many spoilers because we obviously want people to watch <laughs> the film, but there's a few, I don't know if many people will pick up on this, mm. and I don't know whether you put these things in there per, on purpose or not, but there's a few areas um, that we could talk about that I noticed from watching the film. So the first one I picked up on was a little bit of the PTSD thing. Did yeah. you... Did you means put that in there is yeah, that on absolutely. purpose and yeah yeah and what was the reason behind that like why did you want to well, highlight that i mean i think it's it's a very relevant issue um it's i mean the, the film is is completely uh fictional you know it's, it's a, it is a story it's not it, there's no kind of people say to me oh, have you drawn on your own experiences and that kind of thing and, and you know it would be wrong with me to say that there is because there isn't it's, mm. it's com just a complete um story so but I think these points are very relevant today and it's a, a real issue that, that needs uh, addressing and as much um, attention as could be brought to it. And I think that's the reason, you know, it, it kind of supports the fact that we um, raise money for combat stress with it. And we're in association with them with the, with the Premier Limited um, theatrical release that we did. Um, all of the ticket sales, 100% of the money that was made from that went straight to combat stress. Um, that's brilliant. Yeah, and I think, I, you know, I've got a lot of friends who've suffered with that, that kind of thing. Um, and it's not as an obvious uh, injury or should I say um, uh, effect on somebody as say like when somebody loses a limb or something like that, you know, it's very obvious. You can see that something has, has happened to them. Whereas, you know, people can put on a mask and they can uh, appear to be normal and, and that kind of thing where they could be going through their own struggles in their own time and in their own personal life. And I think it's important we try and offer as much support um, and not make it such a taboo as, as it sometimes can be seen as. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's good that you uh, pointed that out and yeah. and the, the fact that your ticket sales went to such an amazing cause, that's, like, yeah. that's massive. Yeah, I that's, think it was good. It was a good cause, yeah. That's brilliant. Let's talk about then the the day-to-day -day then when you're on set to maybe now, so the filming's all done, the, the film's been re released or premiered. What does your day-to-day life look like now as yeah. opposed to on set or um well when i'm not doing let's talk about food as well and nutrition yeah. and, and training and the whole the absolutely whole thing. yeah i mean i'm the, the thing is i kind of uh, i go in fits and starts with my training it's something that um you know my, my weight definitely goes up and down uh, i never get particularly fat or anything like that but i you know i do uh Maintaining that, that you're looking a bit fat now, mate. I mean, JK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maintaining that level of leanness. He's not fat. He's definitely not fat. <laughs> maintaining that level of leanness um, that is on screen, uh, for example, in in the film that I just did, um, is is very is almost like it's not sustainable for me in mm. my in my day to day life. Um, but as long as I keep my maintain my fitness, um, which is most important, because I've actually just joined the Royal Marines Reserves as well, oh, okay. so I'm kind of back in that 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 thing as well. As long as I've got my functional uh, fitness and uh, and um, my cardiovascular is, is still you know maintained, then that's really what all I focus on when I'm not 
training for a specific role. Yeah. Um, so I try and eat sensibly. I'm not trying to eat too much rubbish. If I do, I kind of have a cheat day, you know, the weekend or whatever. I just eat whatever I want. Yeah. But throughout the week, I try and maintain to a relatively good diet. Um, and coming from that military background, background, sorry, are you a routine-based guy? Because obviously, it's very routine, discipline orientated yeah. in the military. Yeah. Are you still like that now? Or yeah. Are you very routine-based? Yeah, definitely. If, if I don't have a routine, then I often slip. So it's it's important for me to try and maintain some sort of structure where I can in my personal life to help with my fit, uh, my fitness, um, my training, and my and my diet for sure. Um, so I do have a diet plan that I try and stick to. Um, if I go off it a little bit, then it's not a huge deal. Uh, I try and make up for it in my time in the, in the gym. Um, but yeah, I try to try and stick to a plan if I can. Cool. And you spoke earlier about how you so badly wanted to make this film and the dedication more the the mindset yeah. element and that's something that we're massive on, on on this podcast is not just the the nutrition and the exercise side of things it's that kind of mindset and that being focused as well so where did the desire come from what motivated you on those maybe the dark days where you think oh this isn't going to happen what what kept you going was it just um, one of my one of my tricks and one of my tools that I that I always have used uh, even since leaving the Marines and to try and keep my, myself motivated with things is there's a there's a couple of videos on on YouTube like motivation uh, motivational videos yeah. like uh, one's called Mind Shift uh, okay. that I used to watch quite a bit and it, in the morning I just have it playing while I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready and just just hearing like inspirational quotes and stuff like that kind of uh, put a bit of fire in me you know when it when those times when I thought god is this really going to happen am I really going to see it through and I think what you what what often seems to happen is when you set yourself smaller targets and smaller goals and you start to achieve them um, you become more positive about the direction you're going in and the, the hard work that you're putting in is actually going somewhere and you when you start to see these achievements grow um, you realize that if you put the hard work in anything is possible it really is like no matter how ambitious or whatever it is that you want to achieve whether it's in your personal life your fitness whatever whatever your goals are you you all you have to do is put the hard work in and the only thing you've got to figure out is how you're going to get there and which steps you're going to take to make that happen yeah 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 it's the complete package, isn't it? You had, you had the vision of, of the film being done and completed, yeah. but then you had the smaller goals in between and then the tasks underneath that that yeah. got you to, to complete it. That's massive. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think from my time in the Marines, that's you know the thing that I, I learned um, was that you know one of the things it, when I was in trainings or whatever to, to get my Green Beret is you look at the guy next and I think if this guy can do it there's no reason why I can't yeah, do yeah, it yeah. and then I think when you've gone through something like that you you do realise that no matter how impossible something seems eventually you will get there like by hook or by crook you will get there Yeah. so I think it's that mentality is, is what makes and if you happen. fail just keep going isn't it just yeah, don't well, give in yeah I think failure only really becomes uh, it only really exists when you allow it to become reality, you know. I love that. That's yeah, wicked. and I think so. You know, as long as you, the, the, I would rather try something and fail a million times than never try at all, um, because I know eventually you are going to get through. So, yeah, I know what that's like with yeah. running this this gym. There's yeah, plenty yeah. of times when I thought, oh, give in and it might not work, or friends or family saying oh it's never going to happen but oh, yeah. as long as you believe in it yourself and you've got that that desire and that purpose and that vision then yeah you, like you say you can achieve anything you want yeah well i had so many people tell me to uh with when it with regards to the film either you know you should just release it now whatever you've got just do it get it out there and then move on to something else or 
you know, well, it's, you know, is it really going to get you anywhere, or you know, maybe you should just sack it in and do something else. When I was doing my stunt training, even my parents were like, you know, um, you, you know, this is just a pipe dream. You need to get a real job. Like, you know, I mean, everybody, literally everybody yeah, yeah. I spoke to thought it was ridiculous. Like, you, know, you know, you just don't really hear of people becoming, you know, doing stunt work and that kind of thing. It's not something that that people do from day to day. So I think when people don't understand something. They try and they, they they can't comprehend it in their own mind. So they think, how is it possible? Yeah. How is it achievable? And I think it's really important to use that, not not to shut it off, not to ignore it, but to actually use it to drive you forward to prove them wrong. Exactly. You know? Yeah, as a motivator. Yeah, yeah. Every time yeah. someone said to me, you should quit, get a real job, or you know, you should uh, you should forget the film or what, I just you just fire in my belly every time, you know, and it just push me even harder. Yeah. Um, ignore the naysayers and. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It. Probably a bit of stubbornness, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it's a good trait sometimes to have, yeah. isn't it? Oh, that brings me on to another bit. Would you say? What would you say are your weaknesses? Do you have any weaknesses? Well, you will have some, but yeah, I think my stubbornness can yeah, definitely yeah. be a, a, a strength and a weakness. A strength and a weakness. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think sometimes the way that I operate can be um, because when I set myself a target to do something, I just. I like to have just yes and no answers. Just be very direct in my approach and everything yeah. I do. I think. Where do you think that comes from? Is that something that's always been with you? Is that a military thing, or? I think it's something that's probably always been with me, but I think it was was definitely developed in in my military life. Yeah. And the reason why the military operate in that way is because it's efficient, and that is the best way to yeah, get exactly. things done. It's not emotional. You can't beat around it's, the bush. Can yeah, you? it's just logic, pure logic. Like, let, this is what we need to achieve. This is how we're going to do it. And let's make it happen. You know, there's no like, oh, you know, how do you feel about you? Is this okay if you want to try doing this? You know, it's none of that. It's yeah. like, let's just get it done. And if people aren't pulling together, they, you know, if they're not interested or not showing that motivation, it's like, okay, see you later. We'll move on and find someone who is. And I think sometimes that can be that can be taken the wrong way when you when you're dealing with people that haven't come from that kind of environment or that kind of um, lifestyle. They that can be seen as um, quite abrasive. You know. Um, so that's maybe a strength, you know, a weakness um, that I need to kind of work on is maybe how to manage people that aren't really, you know, the same, yeah, same yeah, wavelength yeah. at times. Um, yeah, there's, there's, well, I've, I've got, I mean, I could sit here all day talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Talk about my I'm weaknesses. Just interested to, yeah, yeah. But to, um, I think, to pick a few out. I think what's, what's important is to recognize uh, where your weaknesses lie and to try and always develop on them you know work on them not to just think you know everything and you're the best at everything mm. um, you know my experiences from making the film to doing stunts or whatever it is I've done in my life I realize that every day I'm on set or every day I'm doing something I'm learning something new and and I think it's so important to have respect for everybody that you come into contact with because you often find when you go into a film set or, or maybe any business when you when you go into a room and somebody is seen as like bottom of the pile or the pecking order or whatever like a film extra for example people won't talk to them or they won't you know the way they're spoken to on set is sometimes can be you know pretty bad and what you don't realize is you don't know what that person's history is yeah. you don't know where they've come from you don't know what they've done beforehand or what's led them to this moment and so you just just ignoring them or brushing them off you could be wasting a huge wealth of knowledge, experience, opportunity. You know, they might just be there for a bit of fun. They might really be running a multi-million pound corporation or, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I think it's just important that no matter whether you're speaking to the cleaner or you're speaking to the director, you should treat everybody equally with the same amount of respect. Um, 
So yeah, that's a good trait to have in life in absolutely. general, isn't it? Not yeah, just on no, a film set. Or... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and you'd be you'd be amazed the amount of people that that can help you and and the amount of opportunities that come from just being nice to people. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In your film, then Outlaw, there's it's like every boy's well, not just boys, maybe some girls' dreams as well. So <laughs> shooting guns, yeah, riding motorbikes, yeah, um, blowing stuff up, blowing shit up. <laughs> yeah. um, what about people that want to follow in your footsteps that there'll be some people that will listen to this and be inspired by it and they might see a film and be inspired by it what would you what advice would you give to the guys and girls that want to follow in your footsteps and do what you're doing now um my advice would be to um never listen to anybody who who tries to stop you from achieving your goals no matter how big or ambitious they are um, and and don't be afraid to be ambitious. You know, don't be afraid to to think. I don't I don't know if you are shooting a movie and you want a helicopter in your scene, or you want a horse, or whatever it is. You know, whatever genre, whatever film you're doing, don't be afraid to really push the boat out and go as far as you can with it. Because you'd be surprised at the things that you can you can achieve and the things that you can bring on board. And you know, we recognise that the film that we've made isn't perfect. We made it over six years and it was kind of a patchwork of, of different ideas and stuff like that. But I think, you know, if I was to give anyone else advice when they're starting out is make sure you have a complete idea, whether it's, you know, isn't just necessarily for film, but for anything. If you, when you have a complete idea and you, re, you realise what the end goal is, it makes the journey that much easier. Yeah. Uh, make sure you do the correct planning. Um, because the more planning that you do before you try and execute, the more, you know, the easier the whole process will be and less stressful. We did that completely the wrong way. <laughs> we had no planning. We had no idea where we wanted to go with the film until really the end, you know. So we did everything back to front. So if I was to give anyone advice, that's that's where I would I would say. Um, and as I said before, you know, whatever it is you want to do, just try and figure out how you're going to make it happen and don't take no for an answer because everybody will be shutting doors in your face no matter where you go. They'll be shutting doors in your face until one person listens to you and they give you the time and that's all you need. Yeah, so I'm a firm believer as, as one door shuts and another one opens. So absolutely. if something gets slammed in your face, don't worry about it because there'll always be another yeah, door definitely. that opens after. Yeah, and it'd probably be a better one. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and that is often the case. you know. And I, I found that a lot with my career in, in, in films, with acting or stunts or whatever, is that you know, you'll have this huge opportunity and you think, oh my God, this is you know incredible. This is like a childhood dream. I've always wanted to work on this movie or whatever. And something will go wrong or it'll... You know, some some things change, and you you for whatever reason don't end up working on it, and you just absolutely gutted. So you you know, it's like the, the carrot's been dangled there, yeah, yeah, and then it doesn't happen. You feel gutted, like absolutely gutted. Um, or it could be like an audition you go for. You know, you put all this prep in and planning, you go into it, you don't get it, and people can feel dis disheartened and deflated by that. And then literally the next week, you'll get a call on something even bigger and better, and it's like, what was I even? Why was I even? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Let myself get so down about things. Um, so that's some lessons that I've learned in my life is is that don't don't ever get disheartened, don't ever get like um, dissuaded by by things like that. You know, just let it let it go, like let it roll off your back and move forward. Yeah, and just keep keep positive and keep on the journey. Yeah, with, yeah, with what you want to work on and achieve. Yeah. I think I believe in the law of attraction. So I think Same. The, the more yeah, the, massive. The, yeah, the more positive you are, and the more the the positive energy and vibes that you put out there, the more you'll get back. Yeah, you for know, sure. If you start getting all down and depressed, and and you feel bad, and you're just like self-loathing and all that kind of stuff. That's you know? what you're. That's, that's what, what you're, you're going to attract. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you'll, you'll find that oh, this this bad thing happened to me, and all you do is you know you're moaning about, you're focusing on it, and then something else bad happened to you, and it's like 
you know, how can these things just keep happening? Like, what, why is, why is, the, why am I being punished or whatever? And it's not. It's just because of your mindset, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also taking the lessons from it, isn't it? I, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, something bad happens to them, and they're like, "Oh, why me? Why me? Why has this happened?" But I always think they're there to teach you something, and yeah. as long as you take the lesson and don't make the same mistake again, then yeah, and I- keep moving forward, then because there's always. You say about the law of attraction, but there's the law of polarity as well. Like, there's always a good, there's always a bad, there's yeah. an evil, a good. Do you know what I mean? There's always the opposite end of the spectrum. So Absolutely. you're not always going to be on cloud nine all, all the time, are you? Yeah, you're going to have those down days. But it's 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 more about keeping on the good times as opposed to the the more lower yeah. vibration times. So it's yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes as well, it's perspective, having some perspective, because people think that you know some things that happen to you in your life. At the, at the time feel like the worst thing ever like I don't know you might break up with somebody you know a relationship go you know goes wrong and somebody you're, you're so in love with and it all goes you know it all goes tits up mm. and it feels like your world has collapsed it feels like the worst thing and nothing that anyone says to you really can get you out of that that feeling and it might not just be a relationship thing you know whatever it is that's, that's got you like feeling down in the dumps and you know uh, overwhelmed by this this feeling of depression or whatever and I think if you can try and give yourself a sense of perspective about the bigger picture of your entire life, like this is a blip in your life, you know, for some people who have, you know, horrendous accidents where it's completely life-changing and debilitating for, you know, the, the rest of their days, that's something to, to that's going to, you know, take a lot of strength to pull through. Mm. You know, breaking up in a relationship or something like that, when you put it in those terms, in that perspective, although it feels like your world's coming to an end, in, real, in reality... You still, you still, you know, you got your health. You're living, breathing. You know, you, you've got so many world of opportunities in front of you. You just have to kind of realise that and draw the positives from every, every situation that you can. Like yeah, you said, it's critical. Yeah, perspective is great. Yeah, I talk a lot about gratitude as well. So that's going back to that as well, being grateful for yeah. what you've got. The small, the things that we think are small, but to some people they're huge things aren't they like having clean water and clothes and a roof over our head so yeah. gratitude's massive yeah awesome let's flip back onto um stunts then yeah tell me about the most dangerous thing you've ever done on set and then has there ever been a time where you've said bollocks to that i'm not doing it like that's does that ever happen or are you just like no let's do um, it i think it's uh i mean i've been very very fortunate that everybody i've worked for um has been you know, absolutely amazing, and they'll put, you know you put your life in their hands without question, day in day out. And I think it's important as a performer um, to recognise that if you are put in a situation that you're not happy with, that it is important to to you know stand up and say I'm not happy with this. Mm. Um, because there's been a few incidents recently, hasn't they? Like with various things on sets. Like yeah. I know obviously on the. Was it Deadpool that a lady died, and there was a couple of others? Yeah, so. yeah. There's been, yeah. There's, it's it's always tragic when something like that happens, and it's not something that I can really comment on because, you know, I wasn't there at those in those particular yeah, yeah, times, yeah, sure. and it would be unfair of me to kind of, you know, I've only been on the stunt register for for a couple of years, and for me to start talking about, you know, the rights and wrongs of of things that happened would yeah. be um, would be wrong, and I'm not in a position to do that. So all I can say is from from my perspective and from my point of view, if I'm on set and something I wasn't happy with something, then I would so, definitely yeah, yeah yeah you know just have there's ways of doing it you know you're not just going to shout out in front of everyone this is you know bullshit or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if you if you're really really concerned about some.
something and there's people you can talk to you can speak to your your coordinator and uh and discuss those things but i've never seen it the the standard in this country is so high mm. and uh the british stunt register it um you know the the members on the, on the british stunt register are so highly qualified and have such a wealth of knowledge to get to the positions that they're in uh, in order to be coordinators and stuff that they know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing, you know, and everything that you think they've already thought it two Got times it. over, you know. So I've never been in a position where I've, I've felt unsafe. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I learned very quickly that to be a stunt performer, it meant you're going to get hurt. Like, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. there's no question of that because that's really what you're there for. You're there because, you know, things that you do, are gonna it's going to hurt. And there's a lot of people, I think, especially a new generation of guys get, uh, and girls getting on or training think that it's all about you know hashtag stuntman and you know all the cool stuff but they mm. don't realize that you've got to earn your stripes you know and you've got to take the hits and you've got to be willing to put yourself in those positions um and it's it's not all about drinking tea and and, yeah. and doing flips all over the place like you know you are you're gonna get a bit smashed up every now and again yeah um but it's all part of the job and that's what you should enjoy as a stunt performer you should enjoy getting stuck in and and taking the spanks and all that kind of stuff yeah um so yeah, it's it's a lot. I think it can be a lot harder than people think it's going to be, um, and the the uh, reality of of uh, performing it can be a lot different to people's idea of it. You know, someone might see someone doing a triple back somersault and think, oh, he's going to be a great stunt guy, but he, he doesn't want to take a hit. You know, yeah. he doesn't want to get uh, fall to the floor and whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, it's very cool being able to do a triple back somersault, but can you do it with chainmail on and with a sword in your hand, you know, probably not. You then all that stuff is done on wires. So, you know, it's, although it's important to have good spatial awareness and and um, a gymnastic background is, it, you know, can definitely be beneficial. It's not what it's all about. Yeah. Um, it, it sometimes is more than that. It's about being robust as a performer and having an all round, uh, all round ability as well as a good attitude. Um, have you got like a favourite stunt that you've done? Then like you, you can think, oh, I'd, I'd love doing that. Um, yeah, my favourite stunt probably was on uh, on Transformers. Uh, we did a, a double wrap on a wire, so basically it was it was it was a huge setup. There was loads of us, there was eight of us on a, on a wire at the same time, uh, and these ro robots were coming around blasting us with rockets or whatever, and we were spinning up in the air. Um, but it was a good it was a good twenty foot in the air that we were getting. Uh, so it's, it's called a, a ratchet. And so you're on compressed air, basically. Someone hits a button and you go flying up into the air. Nice. Um, and the wire was wrapped around us a couple of times, so it was spinning as we're going up. But um, because we were working with Michael Bay, who's the director, who's just absolutely nuts, um, he, uh, he... He goes big with his he, uh, yeah, he action. Goes big. Yeah, 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 yeah. But on the last take, they dropped us straight to the floor. There was no mats or anything like that. <laughs> so like 20 feet, yeah, and you're spinning. Wow. So it's like, you got, you got to try and figure out where you are in the air. But that was my, my like... Uh, amazing amazing moment being given an opportunity to do something like that was just really cool and a big oh, awesome yeah. yeah transformers is like every kid's <laughs> dream in it feels crap but yeah 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 <laughs> two and a half hours you'll when, never you, get when you're growing up well for me that was yeah transformers yeah, yeah. was the big thing and well the good thing is with on the film like that is there's so much action there's so many explosions there's so many yeah there's loads of stunts it was loads of action and Such explosions on your film as well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't need to watch a big transformers film for that do you <laughs> just watch yours <laughs> okay uh, i've asked a lot of the stuff i want to ask let's leave the listeners with some good stuff then that they can uh, put into practice what would in terms of everything we spoke about so 
mindset, getting in shape, nutrition, all that, could you give the guys that are listening to this just maybe three to five things that they can do as soon as they've stopped listening to this to, to improve their, their health, their fitness, their well-being, their mindset, uh, allow them to move forward with their dreams and aspirations, all that kind of stuff that we spoke about. Just just two or three tips. That I, I would say um, think about what your, your ambitions are, what your goals are, what you know, whatever it is, and write it down. And, and this is where I want to go. Um, and then think about the steps, how you're going to make that happen. Rather than just saying, oh, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, and then forgetting about it, you know, actually do it and commit to it. And the way I commit to it is by telling people. Yeah. I, I say something, I'll, I'll say, right, I don't know, like um, uh, when we did the, the council building stuff as an example, I was like, right, I want, I'm going to block the council building. <laughs> and, and everyone, you know, and, and that was my idea. And, and with, um, with my co-directs, that was our idea. And then I put it on Facebook and I told everyone, I was like, this is what we're going to do. Then you're held accountable to it. Aren't yeah, you? And then, and yeah, exactly. And then you have to follow it through because yeah. then people are like, oh, how's that, how's that thing going? Or how's that idea going? And you're like, okay, yeah. You actually have to start making those steps. Yeah. It forces you, rather than just talking about it, it forces you to make those, 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 those steps. And I think giving yourself small targets to, to reach is, is what will keep you motivated, especially in your training. Um, when I was when I was doing the training for the uh, the training montage that's in my film, um, that's awesome. By the way, thank you. When, yeah. when when you guys that listen to this watch the film, that's the one of the best bits. Remind me of Rocky. Is that Rocky? I've loved a training montage ever since I first saw Rocky. So yeah, you got to get. One. I was loving that. You got to get a training montage. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um... There's a nice little backflip in there as well. Isn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm giving spoilers away. Yeah, I should show. Watch the training montage. Um, it's awesome. It was uh, that was probably one of the toughest, like most challenging things for me to to put together was yeah. because um, I had to do not only like train full time, but obviously plan the film, make all that happen, and whilst working, you know, juggling everything around, and that really is a, is a, is proof that even if you've got a full time job, people say oh, I'm too tired or I haven't got time. Like you really have, you just got to make sacrifices. Um, it's about going back to sorry to interrupt you it's about going back to that desire though isn't it you had the desire and the that deep burning desire to want to do the film to want to get all the parts right to it yeah. I think a lot of people put stuff off or say I don't have time or make these excuses because deep down maybe they don't have the desire to, yeah, to want to achieve it so going back to your earlier point about getting clarity on it and writing your goals down and having that bigger vision I think that's one of the most critical and key things anyone can do because then it's coupled up with the desire when you've got, right, this is what I want to achieve in my life. This is what I'm here to do. Yeah. That's what's going to drive you forward, Definitely, isn't it? It's going yeah. to be that burning desire inside of you. Yeah, I mean, it's you've, you've got to think about what it is, what what is it that I want to do, okay? And you have that goal and you write it down and this is what I want to do. But then you've got to think, how much do you want it? Yeah. Like, how much do you really, really want it? Because to get there, you're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to not go out of those weekends or miss those those trips on holiday or those things that you want, you know, you, the normal things that people want to do. You're going to have to cut those out to make this happen. Are you really willing to do that? And if the answer is yes, then go for it. If it's not, if the answer is no, maybe, you know, why are you going to waste your time in, in, in putting your energy into something that's never going to happen? Because, yeah. you know, you, you will only get that goal and that dream if you're willing to work hard at it. And the the um, once you once you achieve that goal, there is literally no feeling like it. It's amazing the pride and you know once you, you you've succeeded, um, 
it's the most amazing feeling ever. So it is worth it, but you've really got to ask yourself, is it, do you really want it? Yeah. I think that's... Any more tips other than the ones you've just said that you can give, or is it, they're the big ones? Uh, I think they're the big ones, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Awesome. So what's what's next then for, for Adam Collins? What's next um, on the horizon? Well, I've just been asked to to play in, an, in a, another movie. I can't I can't really say too much about it just now. But uh, when that gets confirmed, hopefully I'll be able to make that, that available to everyone. Is um, that a stunt or acting? Acting. Or, yeah, acting, yeah, cool. acting role. Um, and I uh, I've actually got another film in development at the moment that I'm writing the script for, um, which we've got some really really interesting people involved in. Nice. Um, Roy Taylor is going to help uh, co-direct it with me, who's the stunt coordinator from Han Solo. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Adam Curley, who was uh, James Bond's stunt double. Um, wow. He's, he's going to be stunt coordinating it for me. So we've got some really cool people. Uh, the guys who helped me out in my last film, all the stunt guys and that, everyone's going to be involved. So I'm really excited moving so forward. So some big projects. Like yeah. That. Yeah, this one should. I mean, we'll have financial backing on this one as well. So with some Helps. funding, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it makes everything a lot easier. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Awesome. And what about the long term? What's the What's the big dreams and goals for you? Are you happy to share that with us? Like, what's your yeah. your long term ambition? I mean, for me, I want to um, I want to continue to make movies and just kind of hopefully build up each level each time with more money and more of a budget and. You know, so I've got a few stories in mind of, of ideas that I want to um, put into film. So directing is definitely the direction I want to go into, yeah. um, along with stunts. So they, they both kind of go parallel anyway. Everything that I learn on set as a director helps me as a performer doing stunts. And I've got a long way to go before I'll ever be ready to be a stunt coordinator. Uh, but, you know, looking looking down the line, um, I think it's important to have a sense of ambition to, to help you drive forward. Um, and you know, being a stunt coordinator is something that would be amazing, and it's in the natural progression from, yeah. from being a performer. So, what about the writing side of things? Do you find that easy when you're writing scripts and stuff, or um, does it? Do you, do you have blocks or? Yeah, I do have blocks. The only reason why I ask is because I'm writing a book at the moment, oh, yeah. so I'm trying to yeah. see how you find it. Because I'm having these ups and downs with writing, and I suppose all writers do. Yeah. But I just I, wanted to get your take on the writing side of things. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to um, improve on that because I absolutely love writing. And my intention is that once I finish writing the first draft of this script, is I'll give it to a screenwriter yeah. and, and, and let them develop it and their little twists and turns and the things that they can do to, to make it more interesting, I think. Because it's a real specialist skill. People spend their whole careers you know, writing. So mm. um, I, I definitely want to give it to someone else. But... For myself, I think what I realised is um, after watching lots of, of um, documentaries and reading books and stuff like that, when you, very similarly to the, to the life goals, is if you find out where you want to be in the end, then it's a lot easier to find the journey how yeah. to get there. So I think when you figure out the ending for the for the film or the story or whatever it is you're writing, then the, the steps to get there are like flow much easier. So reverse uh, engineering. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. So figure out the ending and then work your way backwards. Um, and uh, yeah, and be open to change as well. I think once you've written something, sit on it for a while, go back and read it again, and then you'll think, oh, that actually that doesn't work, or well, that does work. I like that, and maybe, or you know, you can change stuff. So I often find if you're sitting staring at something, even if it's a you know editing a picture or a film, or you're writing, you know, you can be staring at it for hours and hours, and you don't break, and then you go back to it and you think, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That is not working. That is not happening. So we'll That's take that out. We'll take this out, and we'll change it around play with it again and then we'll come back to it you yeah know, i think it's important to take breaks trying to just do everything in one go you'll end up kind of writing yourself into a bit of a trap i've done that a few times 
where I've written myself into a dead end and I'm like, okay, mm. right, this isn't working. So figure out where you want to end and then work backwards. Yeah, that's important to take that, that break, isn't it? Yeah. I think some people, when you get in that flow state or yeah. you're in the zone, you can get a bit carried away, can't you? Yeah, definitely. So that's yeah. a good point to make. Yeah. I'll put those tips into practice, <laughs> yeah. mate. Awesome. Right, we're going to wrap it up. I've loved that. I've found out a lot about you and learned yeah, a lot likewise. about your your life and what you've done. And I wish you all the best for the future as well of your upcoming projects. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, we always finish my podcast with a favourite quote. So I don't know if I put you on the spot here, <laughs> but have you got a quote that can be one of your own or something that you live by or something that inspires you? Just um, leave us with a favourite quote to finish. Yeah, it sounds a bit cheesy, but uh, live fast and die young. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Here you get one shot, don't you? Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Cheers, Adam. Yeah, I love that. One. Thanks Cheers, a lot. Mate. Yeah, thanks. That's a wrap on episode number 28 of the Kinetic Fitness Show. Another great episode, Adam sharing lots of awesome information there. I really, really enjoyed speaking with Adam, such a cool guy, and he does some pretty cool stuff on a day-to-day basis. As always, guys, if you need any more help, do not hesitate to get in touch with me. All of my contact details are in the description of this podcast episode. As I said at the start of the show, if you haven't already liked, follow, subscribed, please do that, and also leave me a review on iTunes. And I look forward to sharing more great information with you next week. Got lots more cool guests lined up for you. So keep a lookout, keep in touch and have a great week. Stay healthy, stay strong. And I will speak to you again next week. Peace and love.